You're now listening to a Real Media Network production. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> I did ready. it too soon. Yes, I wasn't ready. I'm not even uh, like okay. in position. You just said I wasn't ready. Yeah. I said, no, I'm ready. Because you Look were how ready picking I up am. your phone and you were going to get into that uh, on your phone no. for 20 minutes. I just finished the sentence. Okay. Three, two, one. No, I already one. did it. Move on. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. And welcome back to Come About, a minute-by-minute rewatch podcast of Titanic. Here we are at minute <laughs> 56. Uh, this is I terrible. I think 55. Okay, no, start over. This is, this is so bad. Hold on. <laughs> it's 56. Minute 56. This is... Honestly, that's like three episodes in a row now, I'm pretty sure, where we're both the just... The movie's just flying we by. We can't even get to an hour without us uh, <laughs> forgetting what it was. I remember I used to like be so surprised every time I went to edit an episode and be like, wow, I remembered the right minute. And now, now <laughs> okay, it's like, but I can't not second guess your, it. Um, Credit? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we would do like three episodes at a time, so yeah. It now was we're only easier. doing like one episode at a time, and yeah. So that's a little different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, here we are at minute fifty-six of the film, getting mm-hmm. real close to that hour mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Mike Brace. Here's my wife Jenna. Wait, I don't think you said the whole intro. <laughs> Maybe you no, did. I did. I okay, did. you did. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just stopped at the minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this okay. minute? So, we see Jack coming down the main stairwell, and he gets to the bottom of the stairs, and he's just kind of, you know, waiting for Rose. And while he's waiting, he's observing these other rich, fancy people. And he's trying to mimic their mannerisms. So, um, you know, there's a man talking to some women and he has his left arm behind his back. And um, as they walk away, he's watching how he holds his right arm Uh for the woman to hold on to it, to be escorted in. Um, And he kind of practices some handshakes in the air. Yeah, well, I think that was specifically after he was. Do like, you think he, he was, was pretending to shake Cal's hand? Oh, that okay. was after that because he yeah. reached out his hand because right. Cal and and Rose's mother Ruth yeah. come down the stairs and he thinks that they're going to Acknowledge exchange him. pleasantries, <laughs> yeah. but, but they just totally ignore him and he was extending his hand. Yeah. Oh, and as right. he continues yes. walking by, yeah. Jack just pretends to mm-hmm. shake his hand in the air. We get a bit of conversation between Cal and Ruth. That's right. It's something I've never paid, paid attention, attention to, to before yeah. because it's just a dialogue. 
yeah, it's just throwaway. Um, this is the first time we're watching it with the subtitles on. So it's, you know, the beginning of the conversation, you don't even hear. It just kind of fades in yeah. as they walk by. So it's just something I've never noticed before. I will say, do you think it's because we're getting old? We now watch everything with subtitles. It's not just this movie. Like, yeah. sometimes you don't turn the subtitles on and for The weird, Office. And right? it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I just want to read. I find I catch so much more. Jenna. And I understand jokes better. Um, I think that's an old person thing. Uh, I'd rather read the TV. Um... <laughs> Well, I think soon it's, I'm going to be telling you to make the subtitles bigger. Well, I feel like it's a bit of like, you know, when we're watching things, we can keep it at a lower volume. Yeah. Kind of thing. We keep it at a lower it's volume. It's like, it's just, yeah, without the subtitles, I yeah. can hear it because I'm reading it. So without the subtitles, I wouldn't right, exactly, be able to. Yeah, and like it shows that we've watched a million times. Yeah. And, yeah. When we're watching you know, The Office or Psych, like, yeah. we already know what's going on. We've yeah. watched them so many times. But then just having the subtitles there, you know what the characters sound like. And yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so we're it not just, listening it, it on It turns on it up in my head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But if you turn those subtitles off, yeah, like, I you would wouldn't be able hear to hear it. it. But you understand what, you can hear it better with I the subtitles. I think it also helps. I wonder if other... Leave a comment below if you're like this. <laughs> I hate it when I say that. There's no but, comments. But, um, you know, a lot of the times when we're watching TV, we're eating or snacking, and me and Mike are both the same, that we cannot hear when we're chewing. I think that's a lot that's of That's a people. universal thing. Well, I don't want to say universal. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might have. But, like, we can't hear problem. anything while we're chewing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, anyways, so um, uh, the conversation that Cal is having with Ruth is that um, Hockley Steel is, tons of Hockley Steel is on the ship. In the ship. Yeah. Oh, in the ship? Yes. Okay. And she asked she which says, part. She says, yeah, which part? And he said the, the, the right part. The right parts. Yeah, so I guess, um, do you understand that? Do you know what he means by that? No. You don't get that? No. Okay. He's not saying that the ship is carrying the steel. He's talking, like he's the saying. The ship is made, made of the steel. Hockley steel. Okay. Not accurate. I think it's just a weird, if someone were to tell me, if I was, like, on a ship or something, and someone's like, oh, this boat is made with, you know, my family's steel, I wouldn't say which parts of the ship if the whole ship is, like, made of steel. Yeah, but I'm wondering if maybe he's just implying that, yeah, they only made some of it. Like, they didn't make the whole ship. No. He's not... Yeah. Would that... Is that how things work? Well, it they would could depend. be made out of multiple different steel companies. Sure, yeah. Like if if it it depends on like, you know, what what's what it's used for, right? Like the the hull, the hull of the ship might have been, you know, made by one 
company, one really? steel company, and then like, for instance, like the cranes on the ship. Maybe the cranes were made by a different steel manufacturer. You know but what I mean? They're not made out of steel. Cranes? You don't think cranes are made out of steel? Is metal steel? Like, are those words interchangeable? No. No. Not all metal is steel, but all steel is metal. Okay. Metals. But Jenna. machinery is made out of steel or metal? It depends. Like, some... Oh, no. Jenna. When I think steel, I think, like, a thin sheet of... Oh, like no. steel. Jenna. Oh, oh no, steel no. beams. Oh Jenna. Jenna. But like oh, all right, we'll Jenna. talk about this later. Oh no. <laughs> Jenna. It's like anything. Like a cat can machine be... is that's steel. Okay. What? Caterpillar? <laughs> the company Caterpillar? Yeah. Yeah, they they make Are those oh, machines Jenna. steel? Oh my god. I don't even know what to tell you right now. <laughs> Jenna, it's like, okay, think of gold. Yeah. Gold is a metal. Steel yeah. is a metal. You can have thin pieces of gold. You can have great big thick pieces of gold. It's the same as steel. Like, steel isn't just thin sheets of... Do uh, you really think No, that? no. I get it. I there just didn't be, know machines. Okay, you can have a giant piece of gold, like a gold thick yeah. bar, yeah. and then you can have a little piece of, uh, yeah, of yeah. paper gold flakes, yeah. right? Okay. Still, still the same thing. Still the same material. Um, anything, aluminum. Aluminum, you can have thin what aluminum cans. What about cars? Cans. Is that steel? Are you talking about like a the car. frame of a car? Yeah, like a yes. vehicle. That's steel? Yes, and it could be. You know, I'm sure there's other, there's probably different types of alloy and mm. other metals, you know. Yeah. An alloy being like two different types of metal. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, all right, fine. The boat's made out of different steels. So, anyways... You you get it though, right? Yeah, but I'll can you explain it to me more later? <laughs> explain it to me like I'm five. Uh, that's I don't know how to. I don't know metal. Yeah. It's just metals can be all different shapes and sizes and densities and. So metal could be different things. I thought metal this. was a thing. There are different aluminum. Is a metal? Yes. It's so weak though. It depends on the density, Jenna. <laughs> it my my you know my steel toe shoes? Yeah. They're not steel toed, they're actually aluminum toed. But they are still as you know, they're certified for the same amount of impact as a steel-toed shoe. Huh. <laughs> and, and then a can, aluminum can, you know, like of a, 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 a pop, of soda. Like, yeah. that's aluminum. Yeah. But then I also have it. And it's metal. My, it, it, yes. Mm. Okay. 
So anyway. Oh, no. Okay. Um, you get it. Okay. Yeah. You get it. Well, so he's saying that tons of his family's steel is on the ship. In the ship. In the ship. Made of the ship. The ship is made of Hockley steel. So now we know how he's rich. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so what's, I don't understand his joke about it being in all the right parts. Is well, he just saying, like, he has he's the saying, best he, steel? He's probably just implying that maybe they used his metal, like, in the construction and different parts of the first class. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, maybe they used an inferior company steel when making, you know, the third class Okay. You know, maybe in, in parts of the third class mm-hmm. place. And so places. then Ruth has a great line where she said, oh, um, so you, you'll you be held responsible. What does she say exactly? She's like, so, I forget yeah. what she says. Something just along the lines of, okay, so you'll be held responsible if anything happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that irony? Yeah. Is iron a metal? It is. <laughs> oh. Yep. Okay. And then she asks where Rose is. And he's like, oh, she'll be, you know, coming along soon. And then they start talking to the countess. And like you said, um, while they're having this conversation, they're walking by Jack. And Jack goes to um, extend his hand for a handshake and to be greeted. And they just don't acknowledge him or recognize him at all which we will see in maybe the next minute and then uh while this is happening and jack finishes off that handshake with the air uh rose is coming down the staircase and she witnesses jack um you know just trying to fit in and be like these other rich people so she kind of laughs about that and then um she catches Jack's eye, and he notices her, and now she's just walking down towards him, and that's where the minute ends. And how mm-hmm. long did this take? 14 minutes? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you think, before I get into uh, something that's not necessarily related oh, to the Oh, wait. Film? Do you want me to just mention our little quick thing? So, our theory on the color scheme... Oh, right. Is not yeah. correct because no. Ruth is wearing um, a dark colored dress. So. <laughs> what, what was our theory? I don't even that remember. The fancy rich people are wearing light colors oh, and Rose yeah. and Molly Brown only wear dark colors. Yeah. Which Rose is wearing a dark color mm-hmm. dress um, and Molly Brown we know is wearing a black dress as well. Unless she gets changed again. I can't see it. Can't see it. No. So. Um, but yeah, Ruth is wearing a dark colored dress, so Mary <laughs> myth debunked. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a theory. Yeah. Debunked. Uh, okay, so uh, do you think that? Oh, I touched the mic. Uh, Michael. This is kind of the mirror opposite of the end of the film, right? This yeah. shot here where she she's coming down the mm-hmm. stair to, stairs to meet him and at, at the end of the film she's going up the stairs to meet him, right? That's Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Huh? Never really thought about it until right and, now. And <laughs> um, they're both wearing dark 
colors. Obviously, he's in a tuxedo. Um, but at the end, when she's going up to Jack, she's wearing a white dress. And he's wearing his um, poor man's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well that's interesting. Uh, do you want the answer to a question I'm about to ask you? Okay. Well, no, I wasn't really going <laughs> to ask you a question. I was. Well, no, yeah. Do you want to know who really made the steel? Oh. The Titanic. I okay. Have, I have the answer yeah. to that question. Um, yeah, I have an article here from Spokesman.com. Mm-hmm. The Spokesman Review. So. This will talk about... This was actually an article published in 1995. So before Ooh. this movie even came out. But oh. uh, it's an article stating that flawed steel research finds steel used in the Titanic was high in sulfur and prone to fracturing at temperatures of icy seawater. Why would they use it? <laughs> well, I'm... Yeah, I mean, it could have just been research <laughs> that was conducted after the fact. Right. And maybe, you know, yeah. they were building it at the time and they, didn't, yeah. they weren't aware of that. But this article, I do, I was skimming it and it does answer the question of who, what company was used to manufacture the steel used in it. But I'm going to read this because company? it's interesting. Who? Only one company? It seems like yes. Yes. Uh, so... Thomas Andrews was a master of detail. As managing director and head of the design department of the British shipbuilding company Harland and Wolfe, he oversaw the construction of the Titanic, then the world's largest passenger ship, in 1912. From the hull design to the correct number of screws for the hat hooks in the staterooms, nothing escaped his attention. But 83 years ago, at uh, 2.20 a.m. on April 15th, 1912, 83 years ago in 1995, uh, two hours and 40 minutes after hitting an iceberg, the Titanic sank, taking 1,517 men, women, and children with it, uh, and among them was Thomas Andrews. The last anyone could recall, Andrews was sitting in the first-class smoking room, gazing off into space as if in total disbelief at what was happening. Andrews could not have known because in his time there was no way to test for it, but the steel comprising the Titanic's hull was flawed. Uh, last month, at a meeting of the Chesapeake section of the Society of Naval Architects and Marine Engineers, that is a long title, in Arlington, uh, Virginia, a scientific report based on five years of research on the Titanic was presented. It gave new evidence that the steel used in the ship's construction, as well as that used on other large ships of the day, was particularly high in sulfur. Under extremes and temperatures, the steel was susceptible to a condition called brittle fracture, it was a brittle, brittle fracture that scientists and engineers now believe that caused the Titanic's hull to shatter on impact with an iceberg. It was, all, it was also brittle fracture that contributed to the cracking apart of the Titanic in its rapid descent, uh, the report asserted. Hmm. So 
That's interesting, yeah. Uh, the details of the sinking of the Titanic have been subject to controversy from the moment the world learned of the tragedy. The Titanic had been touted as the world's safest ship prior to its fatal maiden voyage until the remains of the great ship were discovered by oceanographer Robert Ballard of Woods Hole Ocean, uh, Oceanographic... Oceanographic? Oceano... Oceanographic? How would you say that? Mm. Of Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution? Yeah. In uh, Woods Hole, Massachusetts. <laughs> I can say that word. I can I say can. that state. Massachusetts. I can't say it. Yeah. In 1985, all anyone could do was speculate. Two government investigations had been initiated, one in England, the other in America, soon after the Titanic sank. Using information from those inquiries, most authorities thought that when the great liner hit the iceberg that sealed its fate, a 300-foot gash opens up along the bottom of the ship. They also believed that the ship went to the bottom largely intact. Uh, Ballard's expedition proved the theory of an intact Titanic wrong. What he found 12,950 feet below the Atlantic was a shattered ship. The stern or back sec section resting 1,870 feet from the bow and facing the opposite direction. Some survivors had always contended that the Titanic had split between the third and fourth funnels. This event happened, Ballard believed, at or just below the surface. So they, yeah, hmm. they were thinking that it split off already submerged oh. is what they're, what that's kind of saying uh, but Ballard had not discovered why the ship designed to be unsinkable had gone down so fast in 1987 in his book The Discovery of the Titanic Ballard wrote that because the bow section of the Titanic is buried deep in the mud the original impact area of the iceberg cannot be seen mm. Mm. Harold Reemsnyder, a structural engineer who is the Bethlehem Steel Corp's senior research consultant on fatigue and fracture of steel, reviewed several of the prelim preliminary papers done for the Titanic study. As Reemsnyder describes it, most shipbuilding engineers in 1912 would have been unaware of the conception Sorry, of the concept of brittle <laughs> fracture. <laughs> I added a shun to the end of concept for some reason. Uh, there was some work being done at that time in the French Navy on the problems of the ductility, the amount of type of stress metal can take before it breaks, Reem Snyder said. But most engineers in 1912 went by what they had learned in their work. They just had a feel for avoiding undue stress, but probably they were unaware of what they were dealing with in something as large as the Titanic. So, the scientific expedition that led to last month's report began in 1991, dubbed the IMAX Dive. It combined science and entertainment using two Soviet submersibles? that could stay underwater for 20 hours 
Its primary purpose was to make an $8 million 70mm movie Titanica for the six-story tall screens of the IMAX theaters. But the dive... What's going on? What's wrong? What's happening? You've been reading. I don't know for how long. Is this not Have interesting? Have you told me who made steel yet? No. No. It's in here. You gotta wait for it. It's coming up. Uh, it's going on for so long. Oh, God, this is a long time. Okay, I'm almost done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this not interesting, though? Uh, yeah. Is it, though? No. Okay. Uh, but the dive included what popular science magazines calls in its February... 1995 issue, the first and so far the only purely scientific team that has visited the site. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Um, <laughs> the scientists were led by Steve Blasco, an ocean floor geologist with Canada's Department of Natural Resources. Hey Testing the Titanic's metal was done at the Metals Technical Laboratory of Ottawa <laughs> called CanMet and the Canadian Department of Defense Laboratory in Halifax, Nova Scotia mm -hmm. under the direction of Bedford Institute of Oceanography in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> no passenger-related items were retrieved, but on the sub's last dive, it picked up a small chunk of hull steel, one inch thick with three rivet holes, each one and a quarter inch across. <laughs> this is so interesting. The scientists wanted to test the steel, but for comparison, they needed a piece of the titanic steel that had never been to sea. Uh, by chance, Bud Weatherup, a cook in the cafeteria of Nova Scotia Research Corporation, heard about the search for Titanic steel. He had a paperweight his father had made from a divot, a small piece of steel that had fallen from the Titanic's rivet holes when the ship was being built in Belfast. Has After that been authenticated? Okay. After, sh uh, after shaving a small piece off of the paperweight, oh, wow, metallurgists? Metallurgists? People metallurgist? who look at metal. I guess so. Metallurgist. That can't be right. <laughs> Let me see the word. Mm. Metallurgist? Hmm. Anyway, compared it under a microscope with a piece taken from the ocean and determined that the physical composition was the same. So, yes. Okay. In a test designed to discover brittleness, a piece of steel from the Titanic and a piece of modern ship steel were placed in a bath of alcohol with a temperature of 29 degrees, the same temperature as the seawater the night of the Titanic sinking... Removing the modern steel from the bath, a metallurgist, metal, a metallurgist placed it in a holder, then a pendulum, two and a half feet long, weighing 67 pounds, and electronically able to record details about the force of impact was swung against it. The metal reacted with a thud, bending into the shape of a V. 
Then the piece of steel from the Titanic was placed in the holder. This time there was no thump, reports Popular Science. The pendulum strike, uh, the pendulum strikes the piece with a sharp ping, barely slows and continues up on the swing while the sample, broken in two, sails across the room to smack a metal wastebasket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, okay. Wow. It's, oh, it's in this next paragraph. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the tests made it clear to scientists that there was a flaw in the titanic steel. They discovered that by today's shipbuilding standards, the sulfur contact in the metal was extremely high. This made the steel more subject to fracture. This steel's, the titanic steel <laughs> was manufactured at D... Colville and Company, Motherwell Works, located in Scotland. <laughs> the company provided much of the metal that went into the ships built by Harland and Wolfe and other major British shipbuilding companies from 1900 to 1933. The report notes it was fairly standard steel for the time. It was not until 1947 that brittle brutal fracture was first recognized as a problem. We have to understand that this was not regarded as cheap substandard steel in 1912, um, said a structural engineer with uh, Techmatics Incorporated, a naval consulting firm that contributed to the final report. It met the standard set at the time. Wow. That was a lot of information. But pretty interesting. Yeah. Right? I mean, now we know that, you know, at the time it wasn't uh, considered, there wasn't anything wrong with what they did <laughs> when they built it, and it was built by that company. Not this fictional Hockley <laughs> Steel Company. Oh. Like he claims. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. I had more to talk about, but I Did guess you I'll actually? save it for the next minute. You I'll save, save it. it. No, yeah. I'll save it. Save it, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> really, though? Like, you actually yeah. did? Oh, well, okay. I had a question Perfect. for you. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like an opinion question. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll get around to that in the next minute. <laughs> yeah. That should do us for, for this minute, right? Yep. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. See you in the next minute.